morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning, 1.37 p.m. Thank you for getting your day started with the 7.31 a.m. podcast. My name is Bo Templin. I am thrilled to be hosting the show today. Today is Wednesday, October 26th, 2022. On 7.31 a.m. today, we have a story in style. We have a couple stories actually in entertainment. I mean, it's been a massive week, really, for entertainment. So we got two stories over there. And then we're going to wrap things up with a little bit of sports talk. But as I mentioned, we we do have a, <laughs> oh, we have a story. We have a story in style. So coming on today to talk about everything with Adidas, Charlie Colbrenner, the style editor at 1.37 p.m. Charlie, how are we today? I'm good. Good to be back. How are you doing? Uh, Charlie, today, as we mentioned, Wednesday, October 26, 2022, we do... Uh, we do birthdays, we do anniversaries to start the show, so we're going to say on this day in 1984, the movie The Terminator was released in theaters. But for 7.31 a.m., we'll do our fun fact. Happy birthday to Seth McFarlane, the showrunner of the small, lesser-known show called Family Guy that has run on Fox for a few years. Um, fun fact about Seth McFarlane. Seth McFarlane got his first paid gig at nine years old as he was the cartoonist and writer of a small newspaper cartoon in his hometown in Connecticut. So he did that from the age of nine years old up until college. Really remarkable stuff. Nine years old to get your first paid gig. Not too shabby. All right, 7.31 a.m. Let's do it. Let's let's head on over into style. Kanye West, Adidas, big time breakup. Charlie Colbrenner, I think you're the perfect person to talk about it. And I will let you take the floor. Fashion. Yeah, ultimately, this has been a tough ongoing story to really figure out um, how to talk about in general. Uh, for me, as a for me as somebody who is a Kanye West stand through most of my life, um, and then somebody who thinks that he did a lot of good, interesting design work in his early career when he got into design, um, and as a Jew, this past few weeks has been. Uh, just it's very interesting to try and identify what the right thing to say about it is. Um, and I think that ultimately we talk a lot about this concept of cancel culture. Um, and if Kanye is subject to being canceled and it's not cancel culture is not the right word. He's not being canceled. There are repercussions for your actions and there's no amount of fame or amount of being good at something that prevents the repercussions in other avenues. Um, and so Kanye West made some of the most incredible music of the 21st century and for years and years has done a lot of, uh, has said a lot of crazy things. And I, I think that for me, this is the first time that he has said something that is about an identity group that I am a part of. And so I'm trying to hold more space for the fact that probably should have taken some of the other things more seriously as well. I think that there, like a lot of Jews have been really up in arms about this, which is so totally fair. Um, but Kanye has said a lot of bad things about a lot of people for a long time. Um, and I, it's unfortunately just mostly just very sad, you know, just somebody who I, I really loved and admired for a lot of my life. And I think that we also let him get away with sort of this shrouded in a, a mental health thing for a long time, which I don't want to diminish. He does have bipolar disorder and that is totally valid, but there are a lot of people who suffer from similar mental uh, health issues who do not say vitriolic anti-Semitic things, um, I think that the turning point really was when it became sort of meta for him 
about the fact that he knows he's saying bad stuff and feeling like there's nothing that he, that he is bulletproof. Um, and he on a podcast this past week said, I can say anti-Semitic things and Adidas can't drop me. Now what? Um, and then Adidas dropped him this week because I, I think that at this point, like it became less so than him just saying bad things. It got to a point where he was saying bad things and then also being like, and what are you going to do about it? Um, and it was kind of nice to see that. And what are you going to do about it? Something. Some of these brands were able to actually um, do something. And so over the past few days, he is now no longer with Adidas. Uh, Gap plans to remove a lot of the Yeezy Gap stuff from shelves. Reportedly, his net worth is dropping like o- over a billion dollars based on this because these brand deals were kind of the main, the primary source of his net worth. Um, and so I, I think that the the important thing to remember in this is just that even people who are incredible, incredibly talented, made changes on the world, and that is true that Kanye did. This does not take away the fact that Kanye made incredible music, influenced people to create incredible music, influenced people to create anything, influenced people to do things that they wanted to get into. That, we can hold two truths. That is true. And also, he said a lot of really bad stuff and is having a really negative influence on a lot of people, and it is time to limit the platform that he has. Um, and so... This news is overall just sad. It's somebody who I think a lot of us once admired, and it is sad to see that he is not the person that we hoped he was. Um, but hopefully we will get to continue to see um, some cool sneakers, other partnerships from Adidas that do not rely on somebody like Kanye. And I hope that Kanye is able to eventually start on a path to being a little bit different than he is right now. I was kind of adamant about bringing you on to 7.31 a.m. today because... Like, truthfully, you are the right person to talk about this. Um, I appreciated specifically you saying that, oh, you know what? Looking back, you know, this is the first time that the words affected me, quote unquote. But looking back now, it's like, oh, I probably should have taken other things more seriously. Uh, I think that was a really interesting point. But you're also a huge Kanye West fan, like a huge fan of the work. So that's what has made probably this really, really complicated, but I don't know. Um, you don't want to diminish the, the bipolar part of this, but at the same time, it doesn't give you the right to be like a horrible person or an asshole. And, uh, at some point, you know, there's gotta be accountability. And I don't like that. It took Adidas to say now what, um, to do it like if he had said just the first part which is i can say anti-semitic things and adidas can't drop me like but the now what thing it's like that i don't like that that's what costs them the the deal kind of but uh you you are correct i do also think a big part of what probably contributed to them and a lot of people separating ties is this weekend in la that there were people out on this bridge in la with signs that say Kanye is right about the Jews and sort of a lot of crazy, horrible anti-Semitic stuff. And I think that it was a wake-up call for a lot of people that when we talk about deplatforming people, it's not this, it's not this punitive idea of cancel culture, like they did bad, so they deserve to be punished. That's not what it is. It's that him saying these bad things has real world implications. So if he, one of the most famous people in the world, says anti-Semitic stuff, it allows these people to come out of their holes, these horrible anti-Semite bigots to get out and go on the highway in LA and put up signs that say nasty, horrible things about Jewish people. And so I think that for a lot of people, that was kind of the turning point this weekend was realizing that it's not that we're punishing Kanye because he said bad thing and he should be punished. It's that he said bad thing and that has real repercussions for real people, more so than just him getting to feel like he can say whatever he wants. And I think that that for a lot of people and for me included was um, a bit of a turning point, just seeing that he was emboldening other people who feel this way 
to be more outspoken about it and potentially do something even worse than just talk. And so that is why um, enough is enough. Charlie Kohlbrenner, well said. The style editor at 1.37 p.m. I appreciate your thoughts. Um, kind of heavy-ish subject material for 7.31 a.m., but felt somewhat in our lane and felt a responsibility to talk about it. No subject matter too heavy for 7.31 a.m. We, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we are always talking about that kind of stuff. We're this always is a talking bit. about the hot. This is a oh. bit. This is All a right. bit. <laughs> uh, but what's going on in the MCU? Is that what the next thing? Oh, no, yes. It's about Star Wars. Hey, <laughs> we, we'll, we'll head on over to entertainment, Charlie. I appreciate you coming by the show today. Thanks so much. Later, of course, man. Have a good one. Entertainment. Our next story on 7.31 a.m., we're going to head on over to entertainment and a Star Wars movie is set to be released. And this is all coming after the Rise of Skywalker, the newest trilogy. So let's talk about it. Damon Lindloff, best known for writing shows like Lost, Leftovers, Watchmen, huge, huge name in entertainment, as well as films like Prometheus, is going to be working on a new Star Wars project. This is really, really cool. Um, the project's been in the works for a while now. But a writer's room met this year after Star Wars Celebration that may have included David Filoni, um, who's kind of been the mastermind behind The Mandalorian with Jon Favreau. So the project is going to take place after The Rise of Skywalker. It's going to be a standalone film as of now, but it could turn into something more later. It's not necessarily a continuation of the last trilogy, but could feature characters from those movies. Um, other Star Wars movies that have been announced include the stuff that Kevin Feige has been working on. Kevin Feige in charge of Marvel Studios, of course. So there, Kevin Feige, excuse me, is creating a project for Star Wars. It's going to be written by Michael Waldron, who did Thor Love and Thunder. And then he also did Loki for the MCU. Uh, they've been developing this movie now for more than two years, and that has the 1917 writer, uh, Christy Wilson Cairns, writing it. So, interesting stuff happening in Star Wars. The first piece of that news actually came out on Monday, but we needed to hold off a little bit longer to get some more of the details. And now the we know that they're going to be working on that new Star Wars project with Justin Britt Gibson. So, some interesting stuff certainly coming from Star Wars. But the big piece of entertainment news, and it's coming punches and bunches. We've been talking about DC for a week straight now. James Gunn, Peter Safran to lead DC film, TV, and animation division. James Gunn is pulling it off. He is going to be the one taking over the DC division alongside will be Peter Safran. So James Gunn. We'll be in charge of the creative stuff. James Gunn doing Scooby-Doo, Guardians of the Galaxy, Peacemaker, and The Suicide Squad. Massive, massive name. This is probably the first time we've seen a creative of his level take over uh, in terms of the, like, the business side of things. So, James Gunn in charge of creative. Peter Safran will handle business and production. They will both continue to create, direct, write, etc., now, it says that the deal with James Gunn is going to be four years long, and it's going to be exclusively with DC. So once Guardians of the Galaxy 3 comes out, James Gunn will be exclusively to DC. 
in terms of Peter Safran's story, he was a manager in Los Angeles. Peter Gun or James Gunn was one of his biggest clients. And up till now, his biggest work is probably the Conjuring franchise. But Safran was also a producer on Aquaman. He'll be producing the sequel, Suicide Squad, Peacemaker, and Shazam, and then the sequel for that. This new move, though, will not involve Joker, Joker 2, and then it's TBD what they're going to do with the Batman. The same day that we get this news, Guardians of the Galaxy releases the trailer for their Christmas special. So in a matter of five minutes, James Gunn has a trailer for a new Christmas special with the Guardians of the Galaxy. And then this news is released. The, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special will be coming out on November 25th. Quickly, to wrap up 7.31 a.m., we're going to touch on over into proper football where we got a little bit of UEFA Champions League action going down on Tuesday. First piece of news, Juventus was eliminated from the Champions League yesterday uh, after their 4-3 to Benfica. Uh, you know, probably a tough L for Juventus, 4-3. They were in that thing the entire time. And then in the other kind of big game, Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, all scored for PSG, and they now move on to the knockout stages. These three are in top form. Uh, they, they look really, really good, and this could be the year of Messi. I mean, there's, there's a scenario here where Messi and Neymar really, really take a leap in all-time, all-time level standings. Really impressive, really impressive stuff from PSG. They, they just look fantastic right now. There's no other way to put it. That's going to be it for today's episode. For more details on these stories and more, head to 137pm.com. Follow 137pm on all socials. Hop into our Discord. You can chat with us. Become part of that 137pm family. We'll be back tomorrow. As always, remember, stay curious.